0: All right, welcome, YouTube people. Hello, how are you doing? Welcome to another YouTube plus Quora where I pick up some questions from Quora that were either asked to me directly or have been posted generally. And my hope is that there's an entrepreneur that's going to pay attention to this or listen to this and get some benefit from it. Learn something new about maybe their business, about um, something that they're struggling with. Ultimately, because our goal is to help entrepreneurs increase the value of their business and how do we do that lots of ways we help them to uh, help them to be uh, more profitable help them to figure out what their margins are help them with kind of this the in the dirt stuff of their business but make it really simple so that they can go to work and begin executing on it so I have got uh, a couple questions uh, I actually got quite a few questions today so depending on uh, on uh, on how i do i may get through all of them i may only get through some of them um and if you know me you know that i love hearing myself talk so maybe i will get through all of them today anyway thanks for joining why don't we get started with the first one and um maybe, maybe i'll jump around okay so here's the question what challenges do small business owners and entrepreneurs face when dealing with their personal finances Oh man, I could probably talk about this uh, all morning, probably all afternoon as well. I know being an entrepreneur myself for the last two decades, this has certainly been a really, really tough thing to do because um, the right answer is, the accountant answer is, or the government answer is, if you run a business, you should pay yourself a salary. You should submit your payroll deductions to the government and every 2 weeks you should pay yourself. Well, if only it were that easy. If you're an entrepreneur running a business, oftentimes you know you're the last person to be able to take money out of your business. <clears throat> so, what challenges do small business owners and entrepreneurs face when dealing with their personal finances? Well, usually the first challenge they face is figuring out how to pay themselves. How do they, how do they actually take money out of their business so that they can pay their bills at home? Um, another challenge that they face is many small businesses, many entrepreneurs can't get a business credit card. So oftentimes they will get a um, a credit card in their personal name, and then as the business grows, that personal credit card ends up being used by staff and employees, and it can become it can become uh, difficult to get control over um, and that can cause entrepreneurs some grief in fact in fact I know of a case where the entrepreneur got a credit card for the company like nine years ago ten years ago he signed for it personally meaning he was responsible for the um, uh, the debt that was going to be incurred <clears throat> so nine years later the company has some problems And uh, unbeknownst to him, he thought that this credit card belonged to the business. Turns out it belonged to him and the credit card company actually pursued him personally for the debts of this credit card, and, uh, and it didn't end very well, and there were lots of problems with the management of the company, and so he wasn't entirely in control of being able to influence the outcome, but he was stuck with the credit card debt. So being able to figure out how to pay yourself is a, is a challenge. Um, getting credit, personal credit, or using your personal credit to fund the credit needs of the business is a challenge. Um, some of the other challenges ultimately are what is it that how do your person how do you build value how do you build net worth um, using your business and so uh, if you weren't an entrepreneur the way you build your net worth is you go to you go to work you get a job you you save a percentage of your income and hopefully you invest it well or you buy assets that are going to appreciate in value and then at some point down the line you've got a bunch of money and a bunch of resources that you can use to fund your retirement well as an entrepreneur it typically looks like not having any money for most of your life and then if you're successful or if you're lucky at some point down the road you get a big payday and then that provides for your retirement and that kind of becomes the hope of every entrepreneur even if they don't articulate it perfectly and even if they don't necessarily um, Uh, plan for it uh, specifically and so here's an example an example is uh, I knew an entrepreneur really great guy Um, his whole life you know came from nothing started his business when he was really young like 20 early 20s and uh, had no money could never you know barely could get two nickels and, and put them together but over the you know the period of his career you know 20 turned 30 turned 40 and just as he was turning 50 years old he went from having nothing his family went from having nothing to getting more than a forty million dollar payday because a public company bought his business so all of a sudden he went from nothing to something and wasn't really ready for it and so one of the challenges that you face as a small business owner or an entrepreneur when dealing with your personal finances is okay well what happens when i sell my business what do i do with my windfall how do i invest it and as it usually goes the entrepreneur entrepreneurs generally think that because they got a big win once that they're going to get a big win again and maybe in a different business so this particular individual was in the oil and gas business and all of a sudden thought they might have been an expert in the technology business or in the retail business and so started employing some of their funds into these other marketplaces that they really didn't know anything about and lost a substantial amount of their savings or of the windfall that they got for selling their business. So that can be tricky. Now, how do you deal with all of these challenges? Well, the first thing to do is ask the question, like the one that's been posed here and then start putting a plan together to say, okay, so how am I gonna deal with these challenges? How am I gonna take money out of my company? Am I gonna do it through a salary? Am I gonna do it through a dividend? Um, Am I gonna live off of a personal line of credit and then every three months or every six months, take a big chunk of money out of the business, pay off the line of credit and do it all over again? So how do I take money out of the business? Um, What am I building this business for? If, If I'm successful, what does success look like? Do I sell my business? Do I shut it down? Does um, does management take it back from me over time? And then assuming I get that money, what am I gonna do with it? Am I going to invest it in hard assets? Am I gonna put a portfolio together? Am I just gonna keep reinvesting it back into the business? And then things like uh, credit, you know, how can I make sure that if I have to get, if I have to use my personal credit, to allow the business to have a company credit card so we can buy office supplies and take clients out for dinner etc what's my plan to make sure that I can quickly get rid of that credit card and get one that is genuinely in the name and respond and, and is being managed by the business without any personal liability to me so I think those are some of the things that you can you can do you can just start thinking through some of the challenges and if you're you know if, if you wanted to know more I would say go talk to other entrepreneurs that are on the other side of their career so maybe they've sold their business or businesses and they can give you much better advice about some of the other things um, that they wrestled with like divorce and you know when you get a big windfall and all of a sudden your spouse decides you know what we no longer need to be together and now i get a bunch of money you know there's just tricky things that come along with being an entrepreneur and your personal finances so certainly if you have If you have this question, you're not alone because I think lots of entrepreneurs in the back of their mind have this question. Some of them deal with it head on, and um, and some don't. So hopefully, you find that helpful. Um, What advice would you give an entrepreneur, and explain why entrepreneurs shouldn't take VC money? So VC just. For those of you that may not know, VC stands for venture capital. So this type of money is money that um, investors need to see a return on. So typically when you start a business, you use your own money use your own credit card eventually the business gets to a point where you need more money so you go to family and you go to friends you go to your your rich aunt Jane or your rich uncle Bob and they give you some money and then if if your business still needs more after that then you go to what are what are called angel investors and these are typically wealthy individuals that invest anywhere from say ten to a hundred thousand dollars in your business and once you get past the angel stage then you're into venture capital territory if in fact your business continues to need money so venture capital typically doesn't invest in ideas they invest in businesses that need to grow and they need a lot of capital to grow and so venture capitalists say look if we give you our money our expectation is that we make a lot of money on this investment so what advice would i have for an entrepreneur regarding taking VC money, my first response would be, what are you trying to do with your business? If your ultimate plan is to go public, then absolutely take venture capital and quickly grow and scale your business as fast as possible. And you're going to need venture capital money because it becomes very expensive to not only uh, grow your business in a marketplace, but then maintain market share. So to be the biggest company in that space. Uh, the, The easy example to think of is Uber. Uber has raised billions of dollars for their business because the ride sharing marketplace could have a lot of competitors in it. So Uber's strategy was to say, let's quickly go to the marketplace and own the entire market. But in order to do that, we need a lot of money because we got to have offices and we need staff and we need technology. And so, So because we have such a high level of expense, we need a lot of money. Venture capital say, great here's the money because one day we know that uber is going to go public they're going to sell their shares on the stock market and everyone's going to do really well so if your plan is to go public take vc money if your plan is to quickly grow and then sell you should take you should consider vc money but be careful because venture capitalists need a large return on their money i mean if they give you a dollar they're looking to get ten thousand dollars back in terms of a return Now, i might be might be over overstating it a little bit but the point is if you go to see a venture capitalist they need a big return on their money the only way they get a big return on their money is if your business is going to grow substantially and either get a big payday because another business buys them or they go public and now the shares are sold on the stock market something like say what facebook did if you have no intention of becoming a massive business and you do not want to go public and you do not envision that somebody else is going to buy your business then don't take venture capital money in fact the best thing that you can do is become really good at delivering your product or your service to the marketplace fund the business out of the profits of the business maybe consider leveraging using a little bit of debt for working capital but grow your business steady 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 maybe take private investors into the business who don't have the VC expectation or the venture capital expectation that they need to make an enormous amount of money. There are are a lot of wealthy investors out there that simply want to put their money to work. They're happy to give it to you and get an interest rate for it or they're happy to give it to you and get an annual dividend that comes from the profits of the business. So if you're going to go big, go to VCs. If you'd never anticipate going big, don't go to VCs because the pressure that they'll put on you. the Uh, expectation for large returns and growth uh, could be a distraction for you and depending on what your goals are that will give you the answer as to whether or not you should consider taking venture capital or VC money for your business hopefully you find that helpful all right let's see what else do I have here what ways do small businesses have an advantage over large businesses I was thinking about this earlier today because I knew I'd be I'd be answering this question. What is th- what the advantage that small businesses have? First of all, they're really great places to work. The small businesses, I mean, depending on the kind of individual you are. I've always said that some people are really uh, are really good at being a large cog in a small machine or a small cog in a large machine. And what I mean by that is that if you go to work for a small business, the chances of you having one job description and doing the same thing every day is very slim because small businesses are really dynamic. Every day there's something new. There's a new challenge. There's a new problem. There's a new issue. There's new stresses. And so, as an individual, if you like excitement and you like things being dynamic and changing all the time, then small businesses are awesome. If you're somebody that likes predictability, doesn't like a lot of change, um, wants to know every day that this is what I need to do, then probably a larger organization is is where you should find yourself. But the advantage that small businesses have is if they're able to attract the kind of people that like an ever-changing workplace they can do some pretty neat things i mean our the best ideas and the best inventions that have come into the marketplace have come from small businesses because small businesses are more nimble they can they can move faster than a large business if you need an approval to do something chances are you just do it you don't need to get approval from a manager who has a director who has to go to the board it's really really simple so Large and small businesses fill different spots in the marketplace. I've always looked at small businesses as the innovation and the creativity that generates new ideas and new value in the marketplace. And then when these small businesses get to a certain size, they then either become a large business themselves or they get purchased by a large business that says great thanks for figuring out this new idea for us now we're going to take it into our business and with our infrastructure we're going to now make it even bigger so the advantage that small businesses have is that they can be fluid and they can be dynamic so here's the challenge if you're running a small business right now are you taking advantage of your advantage so if you're small and nimble and can make changes are you using all of that privilege to really create some value in the marketplace that isn't there today if you know that large businesses are not able to react as quickly as a small business can to changes to ideas then what is your business doing to really push the envelope in the product or the service that you offer? What are you doing to either create more value for customers through the experience that your product or service delivers or what are you doing to change the face of the marketplace? What are you doing to change how customers or clients use your products and your services? And if you can figure that out chances are you can be more profitable than your competitors and the advantage that you have as a small business is if you're wrong well, you can pivot back to what you were doing before you made the changes. So small businesses have a lot of flexibility, but with that flexibility also comes the need to constantly be reaching for the next thing because small business is, re- is really competitive. Um, it's It can be a make work exercise where you own a business or you run a business and it doesn't really generate a lot of money at the end of the year. but you know you keep busy you work your 50 or 60 hours a week and and maybe you're going to build something successful but small businesses have to keep reinventing themselves or at least pushing the envelope in terms of what they're offering the marketplace and that's a really big advantage because if used properly it can produce a really profitable return so What ways do small businesses have an advantage over large businesses? They can move quicker, they can be more inventive, they can be more creative, and hopefully generate more value in the marketplace for consumers of their product or their service. Um, What are some signs that your company is focused on the wrong metrics? Now, if you're an entrepreneur, you might say, Metrics? We don't have metrics. We don't use metrics. That's crazy. We're way too busy to use metrics. Well, (laughs) believe it or not, whether you do it intentionally or you do it by accident, every single company has metrics. As an example, is there money in the bank to make payroll? Yes or no? That is a metric. As an owner, can I take money out of my business to accommodate my personal financial needs? Yes? No? That is a metric did we sell anything this week this month this quarter yes no that's a metric. so my experience has been that myself included that the metrics you don't really pay attention to or you don't really think of them as like something to be managed but I think that successful entrepreneurs usually have like a handful of metrics that they're really watching for so for example I know of a business that I'm involved in that they measure everything by leads 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 now they can't tell you the conversion rate between leads and appointments they can't tell you the conversion rate between appointments and successful for uh, successful sales they can't tell you from successful sales how much margin they generate but man they can tell you down to the hour how many leads they think they're going to get and then how many leads they do get because they're they're driven they're a sales driven organization and one of the entrepreneurs is a is a dynamite salesperson and so he's constantly thinking about leads 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 how do we get more leads how do we get more leads how do we get more leads so with a little bit more work he could come up with a few other metrics that would help him maintain profitability and usually where this shows up how do you know that you're focused on the wrong metrics is when a you mean you don't have money to make payroll so you're not really sure how you're gonna pay your staff but you know if you're in that spot you probably have some other challenges the more realistic one is that you know everything's just okay nothing is terrible in our business nothing is really great we you know we kind of do our thing at the end of the year we get our financial statements and maybe we made some money maybe we didn't that's probably a pretty good sign that your company is focused on the wrong metrics because you're not focused really on anything if you're not looking to improve your margins which puts more cash in the bank which ultimately helps you build a more valuable business then that's probably the place that you need to start so If you're not measuring anything, that's a pretty good sign you're measuring the wrong metrics. If there's no money in the bank, that's probably a pretty good sign you're measuring the wrong metrics, if at all. If you can't define whether or not you're building a valuable business, chances are that you're focused on the wrong metrics, and it's pretty easy to do that. There are ways for you to figure out if your business is valuable, if it's profitable, certainly at emilynow.ca. Our business health check can help answer that question for you. But even if you have your own accounting team and, and you kind of don't really want to put the work in, um, you can you can move this task to somebody else and you can say, look, Dylan says I need to build a valuable business. How do I do that? How do, are we building a valuable business here? Like, is this business worth something more than the paychecks that people get and the money I take home as an owner? Um, are we building something of value? Are we generating cash? That's a pretty important question to ask. Is our debt level going down? Is it going up? Is it not moving at all? How do we know? Where all the money we make after we pay our bills, where does it go? Does it go to pay off debt? Are we investing in new equipment? Are we building our inventory? What are we doing with it? And so, some signs that you're focusing on the wrong metrics are usually, you know, that answer is usually um, self explanatory. If you simply don't have metrics in your business, then obviously you're focusing on the wrong ones. But the right ones would be metrics that help you understand that A, your customers are getting value and the experience that they have is amazing. So those metrics need to be in place because it's those metrics. That builds your brand equity. Your brand equity ultimately uh, allows your business to charge more for the product or service that it offers, and that ultimately makes your business more valuable. So, um, so hopefully you found that helpful. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna end this YouTube Quora live uh, right here. I appreciate if you're uh, watching this live. Hello, thanks for watching. Really appreciate it. Thanks for all the thumbs up. If you're gonna be listening to this on the podcast after it's aired, uh, thanks for subscribing or for sharing this so that another entrepreneur might see it or it might get in front of another entrepreneur and and they might get some value out of this. And uh, I try to do this every single week. So if you've not subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, make sure to do that now so that you get notified. And uh, if it's just not feasible for you to watch this live, then make sure you subscribe anyway, because uh, I'll I'll end up cutting this up into the specific questions and answers that were asked, making it a little bit more bite-sized, and then when those get posted, you'll get notified. So thanks for joining, and uh, we will see you next week.